All right, here we go. We are back to the Bearbell Project. Um, had a little bit of a, a layover since having Larry Wise on the on the his part one and part two, and we are here with episode fifty nine. And you know, it's it's a timely podcast for me, everyone, because I just got my new arrows from Easton Archery, the the um, Super Drive Micros new literally hot off the press nobody has them on the shelf yet um we got i know grayson's got some coming to him john's got some coming to him and i'm excited to use these things but i'll tell you finding arrow components anywhere right now is next to impossible and i am glad to have partnered with guys like ethics archery i'm here with lee carlson lee what is your title at ethics again you just told me I am uh, the design engineer for, for Ethics Archery, and that entails uh, doing the design work to get the company ready for an ISO verification, ISO 9000. Uh, also, uh, you know, coming up with the new designs and doing the, the patent drawings for the company. Yeah, we've, we've been working on this podcast for a while because we're like, you know, we wanted to wait till it was the right time. You have, you know, stuff coming out things going on you have you have so many innovative things going on with ethics archery which is was the first thing that turned me on to ethics archery was that um more so on the hunting side then i was like wow they have a huge availability of points for just about every arrow and then you know we got to talking i was like man you know there's so much more thought gone into your products than what i'm used to and i don't usually do product oriented or brand oriented podcasts but i think the one of the the exceptions in my opinion for ethics is because that it's it's veteran owned and american made and we have a lot of friends across the pond that listen to the bearable project because we're international but um as an emergency responder and somebody who is involved in that side of the world um veteran owned hits home with me so there's that's it's part of my um, you know, I don't want to call it justification. I can do what I want. It's my podcast, but it's one of the reasons that I, I, I wanted to support ethics, um, and appreciate their support of the Barabo community through, through the Barabo project. So we just got done talking about the, the points and what we're trying to work on the ODs because the, the SD micros are so new. They're not even on your website yet, but I'm sure that we'll, we'll get to that point sooner or later. So talk to me about ethics archery, how this sort of came about for you i know you've got some archery experience so let's let's dive into that lee well um i got involved with ethics uh oh geez five six years ago um i reached out because a buddy was using their spin point components and you know being a, an engineer I, I just i wanted to wrap my head around the concept of a, a spinning insert which is uh at that time was a, a hunting, uh, predominantly hunting aspect of, of the company. But yeah. as we got into it, it's really become a, a target point as, as well. Um, so the physics of it is, is just really interesting to me and, and will probably be that way for a lot of your listeners. Yeah. So let's talk about it a little bit. Cause you and I had this discussion and I like light bulbs were going off and I'm like, what in the world? I'm like, this doesn't even make sense. I mean, it makes sense. And it's almost, it's almost way above like my understanding of, of the dynamics of aeroflight. So why don't you talk about and literally tell the people what you told me 
you know, explain the, the, the spinning insert concept and, and why and where you've seen its success. Okay. Um, well, first off, thanks for having me. I really appreciate your time. And uh, this is fun for me. So let's, let's dive in. Yeah, dive in, um, dude. You can so, like, nerd out as much as you want. <laughs> uh, let's do it. Let's do it. So um, the concept, the, the name itself, spinning inserts, is kind of a misnomer. Mm -hmm. um, because people think that the, the point is spinning and they somehow have a problem with that. Um, so the way I have to explain it is, is let's take a three-bladed broadhead. Mm -hmm. Just three blades, doesn't matter what brand it is. Now, we know from a manufacturing point that they make these blades, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, uh, you know, batched, by every five minutes or something like that because it's it's poured and it's basically pot metal um so what we find is each of those blades weighs just a little bit different because of the metal that was poured into that mold it's just a common fact no problems really but when you put that point on a fixed arrow you know a fixed insert with the thread you turn it in there now the the broadhead has become a part of the arrow and it spins right. so if you have a a three-bladed broadhead and one of those blades is heavier than the other this is what produces broadhead planing when it comes out of the arrow or out of the bow it starts off on a on a fairly true flight but that right odd weighted blade starts the the planing issue where it starts spinning the front end off its intended target so now we put a different component on the front being the the spinning inserts where it's made up of a stem that slides through a sleeve that the sleeve is fixed to the front of the arrow and the stem is locked on using an e-clip. And now you have a threaded front end cup for your broadhead, but now you can spin it around, okay? So what does that do when it comes out of the, the bow? Well, the point isn't actually spinning. That heavy weighted blade tends to drop to the bottom. So it just kind of floats there. So now you don't have that fixed heavy blade causing problems with the arrow flight. You have it swinging down to, to the bottom and it's not affecting the arrow flight hardly at all. So now when you broadhead tune, um, you're having a much easier time because the arrow is hitting really close to what your, your field point would do on a fixed front end. Right. And you guys so, have done testing on this. I mean, you, you've done pretty oh, yeah. extensive testing. Oh yeah. We've, we've taken, um, you know, there's uh now I'm, I'm not a hunter. I'm into the science and I do coach hunters on, on, uh, you know, shooting and form and, and all of that. So I do know a great deal about, about hunting. So, um, 
it's oh wow where to go with this particular track of information well no i mean um, I, I, in regards to the the testing i mean your your youtube page has quite a bit of information on it that that yeah i think I think one of the best examples, and I haven't looked at the YouTube page in a while, but we did some testing with those, those turkey broadheads, those, those ones that are huge, yeah, that yeah, spread yeah. out like inches, you know, instead of a half inch or, you know, an inch and a half uh, deflection off the arrow shaft, these things are like two and three inches long. Like they call them guillotines, I think in some cases. Yep. So we've been able to get core apples out to 50 60 yards with these things and i've shot these you know on a fixed arrow just for for fun and right about 15 yards they tend to they tend to tank right into the ground yeah um they they broadhead plane very quickly so you have to be up close and we're getting really pretty accurate shots out to 50 60 yards that's incredible yeah, it's that's a really good deal. <laughs> yeah, and I got to so, think from a traditional archery standpoint, that really is going to have a, from a hunting standpoint, that's really going to have a an impact. Um, because we're we're notoriously shooting heavier, bigger fixed blade broadheads for for traditional archery um, with big old feathers or trad beans or whatever we're shooting. Yeah, and you're going to get even more planing especially with if you're shooting a three or a four blade or a two blade with bleeders or whatever you're shooting you're gonna see you're gonna see planing happen and then as if traditional archery isn't hard enough we don't need to add to it by dealing with aiming off for planing because if you're if you get planing of a broadhead you shoot so you shoot your 125 150 grain head and with field points you put your broadhead on it doesn't hit exactly where the field point hits it could be a planing issue that you don't even know but if you put yep. those spinning inserts in with your broadhead you might see like oh you know what it's actually closer than i realized and you get rid of the planing issue with with the spinning inserts is that yeah a fair assumption from a tuning standpoint and traditional archery true um i guess the the next step onto that is if you've got that blade, you know, that heavy blade just swinging in front, okay, now you've, you've dealt with the, the, the accuracy and eliminated the broadhead planing, but what's happening to the rest of the arrow? Well, right. the arrow shaft is actually spinning a lot faster. And for you trad guys, that means more momentum and more penetration and a better chance of a pass through. Am I right? Oh yeah, that's a great that's a great point. I know, I don't know if when we talked before, I don't know if that came up, and I realized the 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 validity to that. So so not that I don't want to I want to finish the hunting broadhead conversation, but that that has to correlate then to the target archery side too. It does, but uh, for for hunting, it it still has a big big impact. Yeah. Um, whether you're shooting a compound or a, 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 a stick bow, right. um, let's, let's take a look at, uh, you're shooting an arrow, you're trying to track your speed of that arrow coming out of your trad bow. Well, what we did is we set up uh, two chronos. Right. One on the target end and one at the exiting of the bow end. And we did comparisons between uh 
fixed broadhead on the front of an arrow and then a broadhead with our spinning insert uh, system on the front end. Mm -hmm. And what we found is there's, there's a little more drag. Um, yes, the, the arrow's cutting through, it's hitting the target, it's cutting through the wind, but when you've got more shaft spinning and, and causing more forward force, we found that we're getting um, less of a drop off in speed at the target end. Yeah. Okay. So, so you know, it's it's not that the arrows are are getting faster. It's just that we're not dropping speed as quickly as an arrow shaft and a point that are fixed together. That makes complete sense. So, for you trad guys and your hunting. Here again, make the point one more time that uh, you get this more of the same velocity that it left the bow with at the target end, and you're getting a better pass through, uh, a more ethical harvest of that animal. Sure. Plus, you have that adjustability of the broadhead when you make contact. If you don't have a, um, say, you have a subpar entry, ribs, something like that. That, that insert allows that broadhead to not have to just stick. It actually can can manipulate around the ribs and stuff like that. And exactly. Bone, stuff like that, deflection. It's not going to necessarily just hit and stick. It might actually hit deflect and be able to go around that, 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 that hard area on the deer's body and continue to on your pass through. Exactly. And yeah. that's, that's, that push is caused by the more revolutions of the arrow shaft caused by the, the veins. Um, so you get more, more punch, you yeah. know, I think it's, it's just a, a cleaner, a cleaner uh, route through the animal. And like you said, with the, the spinning insert system on the front, it allows that point to uh, turn off of a bone, a rib bone or something, and continue on because it's still got the, the arrow revolutions behind it, pushing it, it through. Perfect. Yeah. That, oh, that's, it makes so much sense. I, I have to, so now that I'm shooting for Easton, I have to do some, some research and see what arrow I'm going to use for hunting this year. So that's the next, and it's really, before I know it, it's going to be here. I mean, it's already going on June and it's only a few months. These, these animals are going to be antlered and uh and it'll be before i know it'll be september october and i'll begin and it's i'm gonna have to start getting ready for hunting season now you know what i mean so i've yeah I mean, true. All, all of this is on my on my brain um since we first spoke and i'm like and now i have to switch arrows and i'm like oh man because I, I i can probably use whatever i want but anything that's videoed or on film i have to have i have to be using easton so i gotta i gotta look i gotta look at Eastern arrows and figure out which arrows I'm going to use for hunting this year and then figure out my insert components, my spinning inserts and broadheads and go, I might be, you and me might be talking off, off podcast and be like, I do it. I need, I need some feedback. Um, well, you had anyway. talked about, uh, you know, the timing of this podcast and, and I told people I was going to be doing this, this with you and they're like, Oh, great. Well, aren't you worried about, you know, isn't it kind of late to do it? I'm like, with with the ethics products this podcast can take place anytime because we 
we hit so many different aspects of of archery between field archery competition yeah. archery uh indoor archery asa stuff outdoor indoor hunting not you oh, know absolutely. It, it just we we can cover all the bases and and be effective so we can do this podcast again and still be <laughs> oh yeah absolutely still be I, informative and and well, still have stuff to cover because of the vastness of our our uh our skews yeah absolutely i mean and and that's the thing about um a partnership we have with ethics you know it's not while the bearable project is very much focused around target archery we are all bow hunters um the vast majority not all and it when you look at it from a from a um um a product standpoint whether you're a bow hunter a target archer or just a recreational archer technically we're all doing and looking for the same thing we we're looking for accuracy we're looking for consistency in product we're looking for availability of product and right now availability <laughs> go online and try to order stuff. You'll everyone you'll find out, you know, <clears throat> but when you have an American made company, that's, that's producing um, what we need from a target standpoint. And I think that's what makes me so excited is that I'm, I'm here talking about hunting and I, I'm actually getting a little excited thinking about hunting again, because I haven't touched <laughs> hunting as, a, as we're having a discussion, but I don't have to go buy points from three different or, four different people i don't have to buy broadheads and then inserts or or just i i can get everything from for my target outdoor target field indoor and hunting all through ethics and that's what that's what i like you know we are talking about my the 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 micros super drive micros you know i have to find figure out what arrow you have spinning points for 23 series um and inserts for 23 series arrows if i just use use that for indoor i still don't know what what i'm using yet for this coming indoor season because i just partnered up with easton so i don't know we'll we'll see on that front but I, I, you you it's a good segue i guess you're you've been involved in the target archery side um from the compound world uh for quite a while i know you've shot vegas um you've been around the block to per se right lee i have i have um i shoot the senior pro division um and have been shooting with uh these guys for a lot of years and and i have fun you know I, i'm i'm a big guy so i like air conditioning so <laughs> indoor <laughs> archery is it for me <laughs> but yeah getting into uh ethics all those years ago um you know, we didn't really get into um, the fixed points because we wanted to push or static points because we wanted to push the, the concept of the spinning inserts and the spin sure. points and things like that. And, and, the, and the spin points, as well as the spinning inserts, the concept's still the same. You know, if you've got a point that's been poured into a rod, um, you know, and, and then it goes through a CNC machine um, to make this, this point and shaft um, to be inserted into a, uh, well, a stem um, that actually right. glues in. 
uh, it's still the same concept because, you know, metal is poured to form these, these rods and you never know if there's just a, a heavy, heavy section of it that, that spins. Now I experimented with, uh, the spin points and, and shot them exclusively. And then we started coming out with the, the static points. And to be honest, I did okay with the, the static points, but it was a noticeable difference. I, I won more using the spin points. Really? And, you know, it, at first I had my, my doubts when I first got involved, but really when I started analyzing the whole physics of it, it made sense to me from, from an engineer's standpoint. And, you know, it just a whole different world of, of making arrows just came alive, yeah. you know, FOC and, and all of this, um, you know, you can put some of that behind you and, and say, okay, I'm going to cut this arrow, you know, uh, half inch, inch in front of my rest. I'm going to put my point on there and I don't care about how stiff this arrow is. I'm going to hit that dime at 20 yards consistently mm -hmm. and repeatedly. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's all about. So do you, do you feel like that in years past and even in maybe in today's products for in your your non spinning insert or spinning point related points like do you feel like every single batch is gonna have like a heavy side to it so like a point you take a point every do you think every single one is gonna is going to want to cater to a heavier end is that is that across do you think that's across the board or there's quality control different from one to the other is that something that you don't you know, see i i don't think it makes a whole lot of difference with um an actual spin point a static point because that's what you're asking about is is right. the heavy side of a static point that's fixed to the front end of the arrow going to cause issues right no i don't think so i i've never seen that happen to me um basically because now you're operating within the axis of the arrow. Right. Um, so the axis is so tight around that uh, axis point uh, running through the arrow that uh, it's too close. Now, when you've got blades sticking off, that's a whole different concept. Right. right you've got right. something that's reaching out, that's catching wind, um, you know, that could be affected by the wind. Whereas uh, a a broadhead on a on a spinning insert uh, is less affected by the wind. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still a, a foreign concept to most people to realize the just the idea of of the broadheads, let alone the the regular availability of of the spinning insert, and you put in you know whatever broadhead you put in, or you know put in a field point and it's it's not still it's there's not going to be a negative impact that's for sure true true but you know it's i've just won a little bit more with the spin points than the static points yeah and i don't i don't think it's it's big enough for me to say well i'm only going to use spin points but i have to say I, I like letting people pull my arrows out of the target and say hey could you tighten that up for me 
<laughs> they, they, they keep spinning hey man this doesn't tighten up i think your hair was broken no and then be- i go into explaining what what the oh, yeah, the ethics okay. spin points are all about yeah i i think uh i think what would be cool is if you were able to make us the spinning a spinning point for like these 0.166 and smaller that's probably nearly impossible it, it is very hard and i have to say that uh you know we have tried oh have you have yeah um we're still working on that but uh you know there's there's some it's it's very small i mean it's oh, yeah. really small <laughs> yeah i can't even imagine so, the components that it would take i mean just to and and to be able to to I guess you're, I don't know how you make a spinning insert or what's inside of it, like ball bearings. I don't know. I don't I don't, you don't need to go into those details. I don't, you know, I mean, there's some secrets of the, of, of the, of the brand or whatever, but I mean, I just can't even fathom putting something like that, a point inside of a, a small, tiny, what were we just talking? A 0.215 is the OD of my um, micro SD arrow from yeah. Easton. So like I just can't even fathom like a spinning point being glued into an arrow like that and how, yeah, that's got to be tough. But I'm sure you guys will figure it out. I mean, that's what your brain does. Oh, You're constantly figuring out those things. We have been doing it. We do have them out there. Um, it's just we need to refine it a little bit and get a better material that uh, um, will react favorably to hitting stuff within a a target okay um you know people take on uh building their own arrows and you know good on you you know taking care of your own stuff and understanding what what your equipment is doing means more confidence in your your equipment and what you're using and and more pride too but um you know I find there's a lot of junk in the trunk, you know, so uh-huh. you go to shoot a tournament and boom, you're hitting stuff and, and bending points and, and busting up arrows because of stuff that was, was left in there. Yeah. So um, sometimes, you know, you've got to find a, 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 uh, a concept that will work and, what we did with the bigger arrows is uh, instead of having the bullet point, we now have the really pointy, pointy, uh, like a type of a cone. Yeah, yeah, kind of a cone crusher. type yeah. deal, you know. Um, oh, and we do have uh, have some prevention for the ASA guys. We have uh, some uh, knock bushings that uh, help with that that issue. Oh, really? I did not. Oh, I don't yeah. even know if I, I don't even know if I realized that. So you have pin knocks or knock bushings or both? We have knock bushings. We don't have the pin knocks, but we do have the knock bushings for, for several size arrows that are predominantly used in the ASA. And the concept is um, generally, if you've got a pin knock, it's got a cone shape um, right. below that pin. So if someone hits the, the back of your arrow, they bust your knock and they slide off that cone and get points. And maybe a five, but they got points. So 
ours are, are flat on the back end. So if somebody comes in and hits your arrow, uh, there's more of a chance that their arrow is going to hit your, your uh, knock bushing and fall to the ground rather than slide off and give them some kind of points. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. Because <laughs> if, if you can't block it and prevent that guy from getting into that 12, you want to make sure that uh, he can't Robin Hood you and uh, gets no points. Right. Huh. That's that's funny. I, I mean, it's, <laughs> it makes sense, especially for for ASA. I mean, where you, you have everyone and even even in the barebell world, you have guys that are slamming 12s nonstop. So it's not like that. That's not um, a compound thing, I would say in. in ASA, your compound and, and um, bear bow are your two most popular, I guess, bow hunter class as well. But yeah. you don't see like Olympic recurve and stuff like that. That's crazy. I had no idea that 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 you guys were producing such an item. Um, and it makes complete sense too. I mean, just the fact that you're protecting the end of the arrow. But and yeah. in, a, in a bear bow world too, that comes into play because if like, you know, we often we shoot with on the barebow side a lot of times we don't shoot a fatter arrow because we constantly get deflections like so if you're a let's let's put it this way for an indoor score you know a vegas round you're you're a 500 520 530 indoor barebow shooter we're a lot of us don't play around with those thicker arrows those bigger arrows because like when you get deflections when barebow you're getting like because the arrow's not traveling super fast, you're getting a big deflection. Like I've had deflections yeah. where I hit an arrow in the 10 and it ends up in the six and like yeah. a 23 arrow, like, you know, or, or an eight or a seven, you know, you, you see those and it would almost be beneficial in some ways for that purpose. Cause we're shooting at a single spot face. We're not shooting a three spot. So Correct. if we were to use um, something like that, I don't want that deflection. If I show that I hit the back of that arrow, that score counts for that arrow. You know what I mean? Yep. Though, so there, there's actually a benefit to that from, from a barebow standpoint, shooting a single spot, trying to put 23, three 23s in the middle of a 10, nine ring area. And if I'm hitting that arrow, I, I, I kind of want that to happen. I'd rather not get that deflection. Um, I'd rather, I'd rather just damage the arrow that's in the target get the score for it and move on you know what i mean exactly Just, all you need then is extra knocks you don't need you don't have to worry about damaging the end of your arrow which i've 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 done that i've robin hood plenty of arrows shooting barebow um in the middle of a target and i, I probably have pictures of them somewhere but that uh, was shooting ps23s at the time and those arrows are way too expensive to to not um <laughs> to to not uh you know save save the arrows i'm not worried about that stuff anymore <laughs> yeah that's an expensive trophy <laughs> yeah i ain't trying to do 20 i don't know what they are 20 some bucks after everything's said and done that's on the arrow per arrow or whatever it is but so that's that's interesting i'm actually looking at the the defender knock pushing they're called yep and what three you have a 0 .300 0 .314 all the way up to oh boy 0.383 i one of these days i'm going to set up a 27 series arrow and try to shoot it in barebow just to see what it does um 
that's but yeah i i might i might have to play around with that for next year with the super drive 23s if i can get the right spine to fly and you know maybe maybe i go with the the spinning the spinning knot crusher points as well well now i don't want to use knot crushers if i'm using if i'm using on myself i want to use that on other people so i have to I have to look at the the 23 series options for f for ethics and play around with those for indoor next year i think oh yeah yeah for sure so what else you guys got going on lee is there anything anything new coming that you're allowed to disclose or are well um we are doing the hit inserts for easton um so we've got that going um we're doing exclusive stuff for uh serious arrows um they've got uh something new coming out um that i think is going to uh be a game changer for them um i'm not sure i'm texting right now to see if i can mention it (laughs) but um the i think our best seller for for uh a lot of uh different things uh is is really the the spin points yeah um you know and and the and the spinning inserts uh just people are having um you know once they get past the stigma of oh that's not gonna work um they're surprised yeah then they start telling their friends and then you know things blossom um so that's kind of where we're sitting now is uh, a lot of people are coming to us to be their exclusive uh you know uh parts uh company for their their arrow components um that go with their their arrows that are sold with their arrows so um you know i think uh a few years ago we came out with uh uh, really tough tough uh point system that um basically you had a stem that you glued in that had a cup with uh with a threaded cup for a broadhead or a field point uh-huh. and then there was a sleeve that fit over that um that would be glued on as well and it would go over the the threaded cup as well as over uh a quarter or more inches of of arrow shaft on the front end so it really beefed up the the strength on the front end and a lot of people are are using that for bigger game you know um we were shooting these things into uh, propane tanks and all kinds of crazy stuff and still able to shoot the arrow because the arrow was undamaged. That's, that's, I was just going to say, you know, that just from a traditional standpoint, having to, to having the ability to beef up the end of an arrow and not, because let's face it, we're trad guys miss. We don't miss all the time, but we do miss. And, and we, we like to shoot stumps and do all that crazy stuff. You take an arrow, beef up that end like that, that could really, I mean, that's, that carries over to not destroying arrows period um (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm you know and i i knew you had them and i'm just you know as you're speaking about it i'm thinking about man where where would that come in 
to play and we go to something and i don't know if you ever heard of it um etar it's called eastern traditional archery rendezvous it's huge it's in it's in pennsylvania here it's, it's a huge um traditional archery event probably one of the biggest ones in the country if not the biggest one in the country and you know you have you know 1500 trad archers running around the woods in four different courses shooting at at you know north american animals african animals you know all kinds of stuff and sailing arrows through the woods and there's just there's car arrow carnage everywhere and you yeah. think about it you take a system like that and put it on the end of of a trad arrow there's probably a good chance you're not going to destroy any arrows you might lose an arrow before you destroy one exactly and, exactly you know and if you can match a weight system to a tune and most traditional archers shoot a heavier point they're shooting you know i'd say i get, get some guys shooting 100s but if you can go 100 125 150 175 somewhere in there is what you're looking at in the front of an arrow you know you can make that work with with that system well with that outsert system let's let's talk about the the weighting now generally on on uh, all of our outsert uh system components the the stem is a clean cut um so we've got clean cut marks to where you can take a hacksaw and you can have a heavy component system on the front of your arrow and a lighter point or a heavier point Makes you sense. can really stack the weight if you wanted to um you know like well uh on on static points for uh just kind of off the top of my head uh because i just built some arrows for my my student um i got in some points i believe they were a range of 80 to 140 grains uh-huh so with that clean cut option um you can really fine tune what groups the best you know get your ideal length um start with uh full full weighted uh, uh static points and this is with any of our components i'm just using the static points as an example um and start shooting groups then you track those groups put a new target up take off a you know a, a a section of the the clean cut point now you've dropped your weight a little bit glue those back in and go out and shoot a new target what you'll find is you're gonna you're either going to be hitting right away or as you go down you'll find your groups either getting tighter and tighter or you just stumble on the on the weight that you're like oh wow that's it yeah that's the weight i need so you know being able to play with that a little bit with just three arrows you're going to find that ideal weight you're not going to go past it because once you hit it you're like oh that's it you know and then you'll cut the rest of your weights finish your arrows and you're done yeah that's it's so much more simple and i i when I shot compound, I was always like an anti outsert person back in the day for hunting purposes. But now my son ended up using them because he was like shooting like a 500 spined black Eagle deep impact. And uh -huh. we used, we used, that was his hunting arrow for the last few years. 
And then as, and then I kind of, was, I started like, Oh, I kind of like the outsert. Then I stumbled across you guys. And I was like, you know, saw all of the options that were there. But now, like, as I'm sitting here thinking about me from a trad side, like, I don't care if I have an outsert. I kind of want that beefed up end. I'm shooting a heavy broadhead anyway. So it would be so, and it's so much easier to find a hundred grain or really pretty much an 85 to hundred grain broadhead than it is 125, 150 or 175. So it makes the options of what broadheads to shoot and how and where to get them yeah. a heck of a lot easier as well. Cause everybody carries hundreds, but not everybody carries 125s, 150s, 175s or anything heavier. Um, exactly. And, and plus, I mean, and not to, not not to get ahead of myself but you also sell those kits um i think they're the ranch ferry kits there is what they're yep. called where you have very popular yep i have two of them myself and that you have your point weights from what's the bottom point weight on that kit i don't have it in front of me at the moment. Uh, let me see uh, let me see. Uh, actually i might be able to find it here real quick as i'm scrolling through i know i just saw it yeah I'm, i saw it too and i'm like oh where is it it's very where is it let me see i'll find it might be toward the end Knox glue stuff here it is ranch fairy kit 100 to 200 grains yeah so at 21.99 that's all that cost so yeah that's a 5 16th size 100 to 200 grain kit that you can play and and let's face it to play around with point weight the circumference of the point doesn't matter quite as much but at least it gives you an idea you can run through the gamut and see the difference and how your arrow is going to impact from from all that extra weight up front so i oh, mean yeah, that, yeah. that that was definitely for me from from an indoor archery standpoint and a hunting standpoint um the ranch fairy kit i used that this year in in tuning my arrows and it was it's exactly what I needed. So, and I, that I have to look at the, the hit system as well. Um, I didn't realize that you were exclusively making those for Easton, which is outstanding and, and look at those for what I'm going to do for as far as a hunting arrow for next year. I may end up using the, uh, the super drive micro. I don't know. I, I can, I could always take those arrows and put a, uh, put a hit system in. Uh, will the hit system fit in the end of those? I guess it will, won't it? I believe it does, but let's not quote me. Um, I'm operating on a phone. And it's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> okay. No, that's okay. Well, I just, I'll look at, I'll look at the sizes and see what the, uh, the sleeve size is and what the, the size is in relationship to that. I guess the OD of that arrow, but we'll, we'll look at it for sure. Um, so there's so many toys to play with you're killing me actually having this conversation you're just you're just making me well i need to get some of these and i need to do that and i need <laughs> thinking about hunting now and i didn't even get into full swing of outdoor target season yet um anything else that you want to you want to let the people know about um more so i where they can follow ethics archery and what what to look for coming down the road um, coming down the road, uh, more partnerships, obviously with, uh, companies that are, are getting on board and, and seeing what we're able to do and, and, you know, yeah, 
Uh, the owner, Scott Marine. Uh, you, he's he's hardcore as it comes and knows yeah. what he wants to wants to do with this company, um, and that's supplying you know really high tolerance uh, equipment for everybody. So so look out for future uh, partnerships. Um, you know, getting with Easton, you know, within the last six months, I think is a big deal. Um, I'm actually working on a, a, uh, 3d printed, uh, all spectrum type of, uh, hit insert tool for uh, a lot of different, uh, uh, of the arrow sizes and things like that. Um, oh, wow. we've got, uh, I'm working on a, another deal of, with our outsert system, you know, sometimes the the tolerance of the OD of the arrow shaft is is a, a little tough um, to keep in specification. So I'm trying to come up with a, a sander that uh, you can just simply place inside like a pencil sharpener and it'll automatically bring it down to your preferred setting for the, the setup you have so that uh, when you go to assemble your arrows, um, you're not like, oh, bummer. Now I got to sand it down a little more. We want to try and come up with this, this unit that, uh, you know, a, a pro shop can just simply plug in right next to their arrow saw, uh, zip it in and assemble the points for customers or people can uh, buy it and purchase it for uh, home use. Outstanding. Yeah. And I mean, you, your website, I, I, your website is so easy to, to get around. There's an arrow shaft selector on there that I want to bring out because you can't, not everybody has one and your arrow shaft selector, you go in, it is so easy to pick out, you know, I'm going to shoot an Easton, um, you know, whatever arrow whatever arrow i'm pulling i'm gonna pull up right now actually i'm gonna pull up easton you have so many arrow brands in there i didn't even hear i've never heard of some of these brands before i'm not gonna even lie <laughs> um there's so many in there easton ace spine 522 a thousand search and it pulls up every single item that you have that goes with that arrow hey there's a clean cut adjustable target point right there and i you know what's nope. kind of also cool is you have on your website the points are actually like they're labeled where the 80 the 90 the 100 the 110 120 130 grain is on the point itself nobody does yeah, no guessing no no guessing nobody does that and that is so incredibly useful it's not even funny because then you can you can get what you want right off the bat uh that's just oh and you know what the what the weight's going to be because just no i don't know how many times i've gone oh i don't i don't remember how many you know you go and you pull a point you have to fix an arrow or you pull a point from a broken arrow and you you're like i don't even remember how much this weighs and sure you can weigh it if you happen to have a, a have one right great scale yeah scale. um but it's that's and that's every single one of your one of your um adjustable target points is, is just like that. So yep. there's, there's the outsert system for that arrow too. Would you look at that? Yep. So, I mean, uh, I just like you guys, you, you can tell that, hold on a second. I don't want to do that. Um, you can tell that this, like 
everything about your points, your products, everything is very well thought out. And, and you can tell that there's a, you know, obviously there's, there's ethics sort of came into the game from a hunting push for obvious reasons, but we're starting to see this migration toward, toward the target side, getting involved with Easton, getting involved with us. You're a target shooter, getting other target shooters involved on the compound side. And it's slowly starting to migrate into bigger and, and obviously more, you know, high tolerance, high performance related stuff. That's ultimately just going to help archery in a whole. And I think that's oh, one of the things that true. I love. It's one of the things I love the most. And like I said, I'm a little partial. You open up the website and the first thing it says at the top is military and first responder discounts. Yes, people, they take care of you 15% off. It's right on the website. Um, and, and actually they have, I think there's a, there's also like a pro staff application and all that stuff. So like you guys are there doing is. it all, you're doing it all. Yes. There's no, there's nothing, there's nothing, uh, um, short of just everything. You literally are doing oh. everything. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the pro staff, uh, stuff we've, we've got field staff, we've got pro staff, um, we've got, uh, Zach, uh, he takes care of the hunting side, but he also takes care of uh, the whole pro staff uh, program. But now we've started to, you know, I think last year we started a, a youth uh, staff program and we've got some really? young ladies that uh, are just astoundingly good. Um, you know, one of my students is, is part of the program and, you know, she has been uh, a lot of podium uh, finishes over the last year and a half. Um, her name's Cheyenne Markham. And then we've got, uh, uh, Rebecca Vogel up in, uh, uh, -huh. uh Thief River Springs. Yep. I know that. Name. Uh, yep. She is, she is sharp. Um, and you know, I'm trying to mentor these young ladies, uh, you know, in archery as well as, as well as, uh, life, you know, Sure. Um, I help them create uh, shooting resumes. I help them uh, create, you know, work resumes, future uh, work resumes. Both of these young ladies are, are straight A students and top notch archers, as well as other sports, you know, volleyball and soccer. So these young ladies are impressive and I really want to grow our our youth program uh tremendously but you know let's let's switch over to customer service uh you know get on with the facebook side and and message us um if i don't see the message for the target side zach will let me know if he doesn't see something on the on the hunting right. side i will yeah. let him know um you know there's there's just the two of us but uh we're pretty responsive yeah uh to two questions um and getting getting you to the right person that can answer that question right away yeah and I'm, actually I, I was clicking through and i saw um there's a contingency program even for asa and uh, nfaa on on the, yeah, right on which, the website which is something well here's the thing not a lot of companies uh will do a contingency on the state level yeah i see that yep we are doing it on the state level and I don't, you know, don't quote me, but I think we're the only one that's doing that on the state level. Everybody else is the a national level 
for NFAA and, and ASA, but we are definitely doing a, a state level and it's not a big contingency, but Hey, um, you know, you, you place third in a, in an NFAA event and you get 25 bucks. How does that make you feel? Hey, Pretty so darn good. Listen <laughs> today, that 25 bucks, that gets me about five gallons of gas. So I'll take it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yep. But you know, and we, you know, we, I think we need to talk to Scott and get some USA archery, like target nationals and indoor nationals and add some of that stuff in there, because that's where you're going to see maybe some of your fixed point sales go up. You'll see, cause that's what people are going to shoot. You're going to see people shooting your, your glue in smaller diameter arrow. You're, that's, that's where you're going to get the, that from the recurve side. And then I'm not <laughs> saying you have to, but I'm saying like, you you have to look at numbers lee you look at numbers of barebow archers versus these other classes and the barebow numbers are growing exponentially like i'm saying we had like a 30 percent increase while others had like a 12 percent decrease a few years ago we were we were running numbers and talking stuff one one night i don't remember what the what it was i think I'm, i want to say it was target national somewhere but um you know, you have to look at where the numbers are and barebow numbers at, at tournaments. Now, exclude ASA. ASA is a different animal. Um, yeah. but on the target archery side, barebow is destroying all of the other classes and repeatedly increasing its numbers and its entry level and its entry oh. numbers. So we're seeing these numbers just continue to go. And, you know, so you're going to see more interest if you say you know what barebo and you know what com I mean, you're already going to have the compound option you know compound especially your your well it's not pro class it's senior class for for usa archery stuff you're you're gonna you're already have that involvement you shoot senior class you got guys like chuck cooley and tim gillingham they're shooting those classes you you already gonna see those people are involved so you're not you're just expanding on your options and growing that target side of the sport um if you get into that stuff that that might be a completely different conversation that we could have off offline or or in a different podcast and talk about some of that stuff just you and i but you know oh, I, yeah. yeah i i love what you guys are doing i mean it's and what's cool about it is you, it started out really with a hunting mindset but it's it is growing and, and expanding to the, the target and field archery side of things. And that's what I think is so great. You guys aren't well, just pigeonholing yourselves into one market. You're, you're growing outside of that. Exactly. And, and, you know, if you, if you look at the, the ATA show, um, you know, the majority of it is hunting, not much as target. Yep. Um, but, you know, we've got these movies like brave and, and, uh, Oh, what was that one with uh, Jennifer Lawrence, The Hunger Games? Hunger Games, yeah. All these, yeah, all these movies are coming out, and it's getting these young people in, and I'm seeing more and more kids get involved, and it's not just compound. No, it's the it's the the NASP, the National Archery in the Schools program, yep. which leads them to different paths. Um, I've seen barebow kids. I've seen compound kids. Mm -hmm. I've seen, you know, the whole gamut that the sport is just growing. And that's, that's possibly uh, part of the explosion in barebow that you're seeing is, is more kids are getting involved because they're seeing these movies. 
Um, and I think that's wonderful. You know, if we can keep having, you know, this explosion of barebow and this explosion of, of youth getting into the, the sport, we're going to have more of these young kids shooting, you know, perfect 600s and, and 900s, yeah. um, you know, in these competitions. Uh, so it's going to bring notoriety to the sport and some legitimacy to, to the whole thing that people never thought was there. Um, yeah. So I love coaching. I love seeing all of this. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a joy and, and, some people say yeah if you can't do you coach well yeah i do and i coach yeah i, I just i love both. it you yeah. know <laughs> yeah you and me both that's uh, I, I i laugh at that um that all the time and, and i'm not saying that we don't see that in archery we do see people who quote unquote coach but they've never shot a competitive arrow in their life um but you know there's more there's more coaching in archery it doesn't have to be just competition or hunting and stuff like that people who are avid hunters that that coach so that's that's legitimate but there's definitely a difference there's no there's no doubt there's a difference um in in coaching someone to to be you know semi um versed in the target archery side of things versus shooting one arrow at an animal there's definitely a different there's a different dynamic there being mentally engaged for 72 or 144 arrows versus you just need to be mentally engaged for one. I'll be honest with you, <laughs> my experience, the 144 arrows is a lot harder than just one arrow. I don't care what's standing <laughs> in front of me, but that's, that's, you know, that's, that's a, that's coming from a target archer's standpoint. Um, who's also a hunter, but um, yeah, I, it, it's, it's definitely nice to see. And, and I think, I, I would like to think that the Barrel Project has played a, um, a role of some kind. Uh, I'm not going to speculate as to how much, but in the growth um, within the Barrel world, as well as the um, just the increase in proficiency and scores that we've seen over the last three years or so. Um, but you know, it's not just that. But it's 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 companies like Ethics who hop on board. They support us which enables and which in turn is supporting the barebow community as a whole, what allows us to bring them coaching information, tuning information, opportunities like this, where, where, you know, you, whether you're a hunter or a competitive shooter, it's all right in front of you. You, you can't get that anywhere else. There's literally no other company um, that's putting out products for the full gamut of what a barebow archer is going to use it for. Um, oh yeah. In regards to, arrow arrow components is you know i'm being very specific here you know it and it's that's why that's why we're here that's why we're having this conversation that's why you guys are sponsors of the podcast so lee i i i think we've covered it all ethicsarchery.com that's where where you guys can go and check everything out i love the fact that there's a trad dude with an ethics archery sweatshirt uh hoodie <laughs> right on the front page um it's gonna hit home with some people check it out and um you know i guess lee we we have to we'll have to catch up on this hunting uh, hunting setup you my you got my blood boiling waiting for hunting season as we're having this conversation i gotta i gotta get i gotta get this going so we're gonna have to talk i know you probably have to get back to work knowing where you work so um uh yeah, yeah but uh, i love this man. yeah i love that i love out like this, this oh is yeah awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when it comes to 
this is the stuff that we don't talk about much like like the finite details of things that nobody hears about this stuff nobody hears about you know the the details about the points and broadheads and how it affects aero flight and you know we're like hey throw an insert in there get a bunch of different point weights throw some points on there and we'll figure it out you know and and this is this provides people with some insight on or and maybe even a better way to go about tuning those hunting arrows tuning their target arrows and being able to you know just more proficiently come up with a system and be able to do it for their indoor their outdoor and their hunting rigs all off ethics archery and that's True. that's what excites me the most about what you guys do there's there's so many ways to to make an arrow so uh people let's do it together and let's have some fun doing it perfect all right man thank you so much for for joining me and and, and joining in uh on the bearable project podcast uh everybody makes you go check out ethics archie lee you have a wonderful day thanks man thank you see ya